welcome to the Cinemondo Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke. Talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but first we're going to start by introducing ourselves because somebody who listened told us that they didn't know who we were. (laughs) We wanted to keep the mystery, but... We probably should identify ourselves. Yeah. I wonder who Kathy is. One of us is named <laughs> Kathy. Guess. You win a prize if you guess which one Kathy is. Kathy is is the girl voice. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I know everyone's like, that's not what I imagined at all. And the two boy voices, I'm Burke. And I'm Mark. So now you know. <laughs> okay. We'll never talk of that again. No, we will speak no. about it every single time because people listen in weird orders. We can do it like the the mouse. We can have a theme song with like the Mouseketeers. I'm Burke. See the, the that sweatshirt you have saying I'm Burke just doesn't work on. Pod- <laughs> yeah. I've told you that many times, so I don't need to wear it every time we record. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening. I'm so glad we straightened that out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, kind of grounds us, right? Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, so we, we got, had a little party recently. Yeah, we were at your house. That's right. Well, we Everybody do movie came. night every week. We try every week yeah. to do movie night. Usually and, at my house. Yeah, and, and uh, so you have a big couch and a giant television. And stinky French bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that. They always know it's time to leave. It's like, woo! Okay. <laughs> we're French not bulldogs gonna... want us to clear the room. <laughs> How much more of this movie is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> But the last time we watched, well, last time we got together, we watched a show that's um, centered in the world, in a world created by one of our favorite writers that we've talked about before. We've, you know, and we will talk about again. Someone you Ernest may not have Hemingway. heard of, Ernie, er, Ernest <laughs> Hemingway. We're going to talk about uh, the fisherman in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. No, actually, we're not that fancy. No, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. Stephen King. Yay, Stephen King. He's got a new show uh, called Castle Rock that's on streaming on Hulu. That's right. He and J.J. Abrams. That's a that's just a, a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. And a few other. There's a few other people involved in this thing who have some pretty interesting. There is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's. Uh, I saw the director. He did a lot of Mad Men episodes. Classy. And. Um, I think some Breaking Bad too. So yeah. you know, good pedigree. You know. Yeah. And interestingly, we also recently watched another movie. This is kind of a mainstream movie. Usually, we don't really go into the mainstream too much, but it's a it's a horror film. But it was a little bit more mainstream than what we usually talk about. The movie, it, it, the new one, the new one. Which we is, can compare the old one a little bit, but really, there's no real reason. Which to watch was the old re- one again, sir. <laughs> The, the old one, if I remember, the, you know, it was a two-part TV miniseries. And the first part, when they were kids, I thought was really good. I thought yeah. it sort of it, it worked. But the second one just sort of, you know, went off the rails. And the monster at the end was just like, oh, man, you know, so just weird and lame <laughs> and laughable. Well, the sad but, thing about this story is it's, it is it rests entirely on the idea that clowns are scary and the, the reason, I mean, the thing is, it works in the book because it's the clown is scary because one of the kids is scared of clowns. So it's a, and the idea is that there's this being, this entity that feeds on your fear and it lives in the sewers under this small town. And in order to feed on your fear, it sort of reads your mind, I guess, and figures out what you're most scared of. And then it manifests itself as that. And so one of the kids hates clowns. 
So it appears to him as this clown called Pennywise and originally played by Tim Curry in the old one. <laughs> which is sort of cool. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of cool, but unfortunately he, he was in this, he, again, you know, I always, I always complain about the production design and things. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes things are too designed. And with this story, when I read the book, I always felt like the clown should have been, it should have gone into his mind and found the clown in his mind. And that to me would be a sad old guy with bad clown makeup, you know, something that was, that looked like it smelled bad, you know? And, and, and Tim Curry's Pennywise was just kind of a clown. Yeah, and it you was, know? you would have, I mean, everybody likes Tim Curry, you know? <laughs> He's, and I'm not, I'm just not, uh, some, a lot of people are, I know some friends of mine that are just deathly afraid of clowns. I'm not. They yeah, don't, me neither. They don't sort of scare me, you know? I just think of them as kind of clowns. Yeah, I know what you they know? are. Yeah. <laughs> I would so, argue that these are not just clowns, and that this was, this was more like a, a supernatural entity, like a demon-esque type creature sure. that wants to look like something he thinks kids think are cool that we of course think are creepy and so he's trying to seduce kids but kids think clowns. they're scary right? well some kids do but at the same time i think that this entity thought this would be the perfect bait like i don't think oh there's a guy he's a clown he's gonna you know it was way beyond that you know so i think it was sort of an interpretation of an, another entity's you but, know, of our culture and what he's a monster <laughs> exactly but when you read it you know it's in your mind you can like any book especially Stephen King it's hard to say okay how, how to put that you know on camera to make it seem scary because you know in, in the Tim Curry version it's just Tim Curry and a clown right um, clown makeup but in this one Bill Skarsgård who plays Pennywise you know he looks creepy but to me I don't know I guess I've worked in in on too many sets with too many hair and makeup departments. But when I look at it, I see hair and makeup and costuming and it, it is absolutely the least scary thing that I can think of is when something is too set dressed too art directed, which is in the, in the new film it, when they go to that house, the old house Mm -hmm. to me, that is like the phoniest looking (laughs) set dressed, set decorated production design built for the production in a in a vacant lot with those really fake looking sunflowers stuck in the front yard, you know, and everything was placed and it just looked fake to me. It looked overly designed. And then the clown and then the creature that chases him through, it's like it's special effects makeup. I I mean, I know I'm I work in those worlds, but to me I'm looking at it and I'm like would it wouldn't a, a kid who was into horror movies or something see that and go, "Oh, that's cool." That clown. Who are you? What's who are you? What are you? Are you making a movie? Are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you be scared of that? Well, you know, it was a huge hit, and I looked at it as like a kind of a almost like a Spielbergian type of production. It was yeah, very big, Americana, yeah, perfect, it, small town. Yeah, yeah it was Blue very sky. much that. So I, I, when I saw that, I okay, well, this is what this is, yeah. and it's a movie. You know, it's not going to. It's not a down and dirty sort of low budget thing. It's a yeah. big budget extravaganza and it you know and so it, it got a wide you know big crowd usually horror movies don't do that kind of business but it did it because i think it has that sort of element oh this is just kind of a movie this is just this is a set this isn't a real old house are we but, talking about the new it or the old it i'm talking right about the now. new one the new one the new one yeah okay yeah so i get what you're saying uh, but it sort of lent to the feeling okay this is what i'm watching and it did, right. didn't scare me but it was entertaining for me 
I thought it was yeah. really fun and entertaining. And you know, we were lucky enough, you know, living in Los Angeles, we got to see they they built an actual house like the one in the movie. It was down in Hollywood, and you could go inside and you could see props and sets. Oh, yeah. and they had a door that said "Enter" and "Do not enter." Which one are you going to go in? I <laughs> or don't know. scary it and was really, really scary, fun. Yeah, or not exactly. scary at not all? Scary, which was very scary. <laughs> but it was really cool. That was a fun little extra thing mm-hmm. that we get to have out there. But the lines were so long. <laughs> the thing is, I, I I enjoyed most of the film. I liked the kids were great. I thought the you know the interactions between the kids and the the young girl was cool and their stories and the. The um the bad kids I thought were really cool. The one of the main the main bad kid was was good and and they were just like you know vicious Stephen King style bullies you know and the, you know it's the kind of stuff I remember from when I was a kid. <laughs> kids <laughs> with switchblades cutting cutting you up you know. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! <laughs> I remember bullies would just like call you names and push you. <laughs> well, I, oh, I, they, I would and, cry when they would just look at me in the bus. <laughs> I mean, it was the the wimp of wimps. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Maine, in uh, in Derry. No, where all the bullies were actually demons. Yeah, possessed. But, you know, but it's it's you know it's too. I think um, to go back to the idea of the clowns not being scary and stuff, and how the movie looked is that I think it's that that David Lynch does this too. It's sort of that that delving into what looks so perfect on the surface and so clean and beautiful on the surface, and then underneath it's ugly. So I think that also worked for the clown where he's this bright colored polished clown but then as you get through the movie too you start seeing that he's you know becoming a little bit more corrupt underneath and starting to come through and mm-hmm. I don't know I thought I thought it was really well done I thought there were some really really cool visuals in that Did you like the whole thing at the end when they're kind of in that you know whatever that was that sort of pit the sewer thing. the big dungeon thing Yeah you know the hub felt, it was like I, the hub of the sewer system yeah. right right i felt that sort of lost it a little bit for me Should've i felt it, it's the classic sort of yeah. you know big budget let's make it bigger and bigger and makes it less yeah. and less interesting even though there's you some know. cool effects in that scene i just like i don't know that big labyrinth in the sewers idea i don't know or he's, don't da- know he's doing that dancing dance thing with you know? the <laughs> that was kind of funny <laughs> stage <laughs> show and... i kind of liked that <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun because you imagine like I'm bored. I'm gonna set up all this. Like suddenly shit. it's a Ramstein show or yeah. something, and it was it it just I don't know overly produced to me. I just I I really it was pine, slick. Yeah. I pine for the days of movies that basically didn't have any. I mean, think about the the movies that you remember the most as being the scariest, and what was it about those movies that was scary? And a lot of times it's the little these little things. I mean, the, I know The Exorcist had a lot of um, special effects in it. But it it didn't. I mean, the house didn't blow up, and it, you know there wasn't like th- a giant like in the sequel in the third sequel the the um, Legion where the producers forced the filmmakers to put in those scenes of the of hell cracking open in the ground and fire coming in and giant things happening, big multicolored bright colored lights and stuff. That movie would have been so much better without that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, think of Rosemary's Baby. What's this? There's not even a... Well, I, I think th- this is the exception to the rule that most horror that the horror movies are smaller, lower budget, you know, things that you see streaming and you don't really know. This was like a big budget thing and they were going to throw money in. Yeah. yeah. And they were just going to do it and it was successful to them. I think for yeah. the true horror person or someone, somebody who wants to be scared, it's this is, uh, this is more for the masses. I, I felt that's... Yeah. what it was and, and it was entertaining was for what way, it was way better than the contrary <laughs> and that was another yeah. big studio release you know 
of a horror movie that wants to get the masses, but I thought it had some subversive stuff in it. I mean, we saw some scary violence done to kids, which is like a big, like, you don't see that that often in horror movies, yeah. really. But the I mean, opening scene is, pr- is really Really good. traumatic. Yeah. I was yeah. like, whoa. I mean, they did not pull their punches they in that did scene. Not. I was impressed by that. But that's right out of the book, right? I mean, he... Yes. He... But they they put they they showed you they know showed a little kid scene where the little kid is chasing his toy boat down the street oh. in the rain and he sees the clown in the sewer and that in the book that's such a you know Stephen King of course you know is just a master of describing mm-hmm. not only character development but describing things just enough to where you see it in your mind in your own way well the whole and, thing like a red balloon that's in the sewer grate or like yeah. it just like that's yeah. a you know, like a weird scene. Just to it's see weird... his eyes in and a there. person in the sewer, yeah, and the little yeah. boy is like, "Why are you in the sewer?" Right. And he says, "We got, I got washed away from the circus." Uh. And it's, it just sounds like a, like something an imaginary creature would say to a child. You know, like some, like their, their, their imaginary friend would say, "I got washed away from the circus." <laughs> and Stephen King is so good at that. And, but then when you see it in on film. For me, sometimes it's like, oh, it's not as good as my imagination and, was when I read the book. <laughs> well, what was my, the scariest Stephen King book for me? I'm digressing here. Was Pet Cemetery? Yeah, me too. That movie, scared, that book scared me, and I, I read it like in one sitting, and it was yeah. terrifying. And the movie, I said, the movie's not going to be as good. It just can't be. See, I don't and, think and, the kids are scary, so I didn't really, I didn't like Pet Cemetery that much. You didn't like it? Not really. The movie or the book? Both. Oh. Wasn't a super didn't last at Pet Cemetery. I don't know why. I mean, huh. I think part of it's like I just don't. I thought the little kid actor in Pet Cemetery was just awful. Oh, he was terrible. Oh no, so, the yeah. movie itself yeah. is the movie's not good. Awful. Yeah. So bad. But and then I just thought it was just unbearably sad and also yeah. super awkward because this is when Stephen King decided to do like a graphic sex scene in his books, which he never does. And it was like, oh, oh. I remember reading that, going, oh God, let this be over. This oh, is just. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I actually kind of forgot that. Want but... Stephen King writing around? <laughs> but I remember that kind of scarring me reading. But you know, but at the same time, I I thought it was just unusually sadistic. It was very, it's very dark. Weird to say about Stephen King, but yeah, it did seem unusually. And he's, I think he said that that's like you know the hardest book for him to to look at because. Well, I think he was. I remember reading an interview where he was talking about Pet Cemetery being the book that he wrote uh, about something that would be the scariest thing for him. And not necessarily trying to second guess what the public would react to, but what he himself thought was the worst, most most horrible thing he could imagine, and that was losing his children. You know, yeah. having his children killed, and then that big question of having the child back. You would do anything to get them back, even if they when you know when they came back they were wrong. And I re- I always remember loving that word in the book where he said they come back wrong. Yeah. And even if they come back wrong, you're, you're, you would still do it, you know? And that was, that was to me is what's so brilliant about that book. It is hard to read and difficult. It's a difficult book, but it was, um, and the book, in the book, sorry, the movie has uh, Herman Munster in it too. Yeah. Be scared. (laughs) And he's great. Fred Fred Gwynn freaks me out. Even in my cousin Vinny, I couldn't watch it. (laughs) See, if you were the best part of that film, I think if you were in it, you're, Biggest fear would be to see Mon- you know, Herman, Herman Munster in the sewer. So would be, <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing about the book. Actually, was the character, the things that the kids were scared of. Remember, one of the kids yeah. was scared of the mummy, yep. and then the other one was scared of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. 
and those are in the book, you know, and then Frankenstein monster comes out. And, mm-hmm. and so they, they had all these sort of universal copyright characters <laughs> yeah. in the book that they couldn't use in the, oh. in the movie. So they had to, um, I mean, they had a, a headless character that to me was one of the coolest scenes was when the kid was in the library and the thing, the person starts walking down the stairs and you see them walking. Yes. And as, as they clear the ceiling, you realize that person walking down the stairs is headless and there's like smoke coming out of his neck yeah. and it just, yeah. And then he, he starts running after the kid and that was, that was a nicely staged scene. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. I think it was well made and, and yeah, it was, you know, it, it was, uh, it deserved, I think to be successful for what it was. You the know? kids were really good in it. They were, they were all consistently good actors. Yeah, they were. And I'll see anything Stephen King because yeah. his stuff is just sort of like I mean, and now he's much more. He's much more obviously than a horror writer. He just he can do all kinds of things, you yeah. know. And I think. Uh, well, he would. Yeah. I would still read his books even if you took out all the horror stuff or all the yeah. supernatural stuff because if if he just I mean and he has written books about real people and those are just as good you mm-hmm. know they're they're just as compelling and just as page turning and because you read his books for the people like yeah. it almost is like the, the plot and the ending and how it turns out is almost incidental to me like I just like the journey I like it to know the people in the stories I like you know it's all just very like the whole the whole relationship you have with characters in his books is what it's all about mm-hmm. nobody can yeah. do that casual sort of you're in the room with them feeling without feeling like, oh, I'm li- reading this beautiful writing. Like he just has this telling you a story kind of feeling that just yeah. isn't overtly, you know, showing off or anything. It's just, as, just, just so understated and great. I yeah. just think he's great. So I think he's really underrated. Even though he's really successful, <laughs> I think people think of him as sort of a trash writer. Well, he actually, you know, in one of his writings, he talked about how his books, he, he calls them like junk food. <laughs> yeah. He said that, and I disagree with him I because uh, to write like that is, yeah. you know, there's nothing junky about it. Nope. Well, a lot of the best writers would, you know, were populist kind of writers. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that we consider classics were, you know, were, were published chapter by chapter in pulp magazines and things in the olden days. But um, the thing, the thing we talk about with Stephen King is always the characters. But one thing a lot of people don't get when they try to make horror films is they, they really should, you know, read their Stephen King and realize how important it is to, to create these characters that you put in these situations. And when we all got together and watched Castle Rock, we kind of agreed. We thought, you know what? They, they get, they get it because there's some characters in there. The attorney, the the main character, I can't think of the character's Barry name. Barry Deaver. Deaver, yeah. He is the he is a Stephen King character, even yeah. though Stephen King didn't write this. He's they, sort of the normal. He's the yeah. guy you follow. He's the one that we're going with. He's the way his in. journey, and yeah. um, and we've watched just the first two episodes. We yeah. watched the third episode. Oh, me and I watched. Oh, or, my wife and I watched the what? third episode. Traitor! It was terrible. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. It's okay, actually. I guess that means we can watch it now because I've been saving it. Oh, we'll watch it again. <laughs> we like to watch things. You know what's funny? I watched the whole series. Sorry. Oh, we no, like, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we like to watch things sometimes and then watch it again with subtitles. Believe it or not, oh, yeah. things like like you know Game of Thrones or something. Uh, if you watch it with subtitles. You can and and plus my wife is from Thailand, so she has she needs sometimes was like what did he say what did that guy say what does that mean <laughs> we'll so just we watch it again if we watch it with subtitles she's fine you know but the um you know we we're fully ready to watch it again it was good okay. so we can all get together and watch episode three but 
But I'm sure like any like a Stephen King novel, it sort of unfolds and starts to, you know, gain it starts to pick up momentum Layers. and steam and things starts start coming together. I'm yeah. sure that's what's happening. Well, yeah, you start realizing why certain people are acting the way they're acting and why mm-hmm. somebody is I mean, basically what what the story is it the the show is called Castle Rock and Castle Rock is a town that Stephen King talks about in his books and movies. It I think I can't remember what of his books took place in Castle Rock because it takes place. It the movie takes place in Derry. Yeah, Derry and uh, Castle Rock are his two fictitious main towns, and he sort of goes back and forth. Like Needful Needful Things was in Castle Rock. Okay, and Cujo maybe. Maybe I mean there are Cujo yeah yeah and Banger Banger is a real place right but that one gets mentioned because he lives there yeah right. Yeah, so... Um, but they had, you know, they pulled in some characters from Stephen King books because he also kind of populates his books like they're a world. So you had, like, Pangborn, the sheriff, has been in a few books. Right. And so Shawshank cool Prison is and in it. And the Shawshank Prison is in it. And yeah, what was Pangborn? What, what because I saw that name, Pangborn. I said, what mo- what other book was that? Oh, uh, I knew I, you were going to put me on the spot. I'm sorry. I, but like, it's just... I threw it out there. It's my own fault. <laughs> well, no, but, you know, it's also, there's a lot of Easter eggs in the show. So many books. <laughs> so, you know, and it's just it's just yeah. fun if you're a Stephen King fan. It, it's fun to watch it, but obviously watch it for the show because it's well-written and well-directed. And it probably has one of the coolest, weirdest scenes with a rope I think I've ever seen. Ew, yeah. That was like, what? Well, the yeah. basic the basic story is that yeah. the, the, the warden of a, of a local prison, Shawshank, um, kills himself. And he was the warden that took over from the original warden in the actual Shawshank story. Right. Yeah. So if there's, the, there's seen Shawshank Redemption. There's yeah. the through line there. And he kills himself in a most you know, violent, horrific way. <laughs> yeah. Involving a rope and a car and a cliff. But <laughs> Imagination. The, the, um, the new warden that takes over um, finds out a few things about the prison, like an abandoned section that's been closed off. And always very intriguing when you're, oh, yeah. oh there's an abandoned prison. Oh. And the place is gross, too. It's, so yeah. gross. it's like a prisons are gross. Anyway. This is like double gross. Because I guess there was a fire and they never did anything. And that, that might have been from another Stephen King story or Probably something. Was. I don't know. But that's. <laughs> Could a, be. I mean, yeah. it sounds if like. If any it, of you know some of these little Easter eggs <laughs> are showing Castle Rock, write to us. <laughs> Twitter. King experts. Help us out. But they find, they find a guy, they find somebody in a cage in this abandoned part of the prison. It's somebody who's obviously been cared, cared for by someone. And well, he was in a hatch because Locke. From Lost was who right. put him there. Locke, <laughs> Carrie O'Quinn, so, the guy who played the the character in Lost. Um, yeah, um, is the is the, the, the lived warden. He's the, yeah. the short lived lo- warden. And I like him as an actor, so I was kind of bummed to see him I go. Know, but then yeah. he, he kind of comes back in uh, flashbacks and stuff. But there's something about this prisoner and some reason why he was being kept away from the other prisoners, and there's no he record was so of him. Pretty. Because he's so pretty. <laughs> he's so also pretty. The, the same actor that played Pennywise in that's the movie. That's right. That's, that's One of connection. the multi-talented Skarsgård brothers. Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. And he basically just sits and stares in this show so far. And he's just a, he weird, a weird guy that nobody knows who he is, where he right. came from, or his name. And, and, the and one... he seems really passive, too. Like, he's in this extra security in a vault in a cage down in an abandoned because you think he's going to be super violent but they bring him up and he's super passive and wimpy and almost comatose like just very quiet he's he nervous speak. yeah he has yeah, to go like, why would to... they put this poor kid in this <laughs> well yeah and he has to share a cell with uh, this sort of neo-nazi white supremacist guy and he just looks a little nervous 
Does anything but, have red shirt written all over it now than a yeah. neo-Nazi character? Yeah, <laughs> this poor actor is going to be gone in ten minutes. Yeah, screen time. Um, but obviously, there's something weird about this strange prisoner that they found, and that's kind of the that's kind of the drive of the story. But the one name he does say is that is the is not his own name, but the name of a um, attorney who used to live in the town. Yeah, who's now in down in there. Houston. He's an attorney that deals with uh, death row cases, death, death row death row inmates. And then so he, you know, the, this attorney comes back to Derry and uh, he, Castle Rock. He, I'm sorry, Castle Rock. <laughs> Castle Rock. called Castle Rock yeah. on Hulu. And he has an interesting story. Derry's too. a show on Amazon Prime. <laughs> His backstory is interesting too, and he's he's got history in the town. Yes. And there's other people that interact with him who who seem to have problems with him and it turns out that it's um it's been assumed that he killed his own father because he was missing for a few days and then the father was found dead and he was found a few days later right in in the the woods in the woods just lost but you know it's that classic Stephen king trope he always like brings in the kid with this horrible childhood trauma right you know Mm -hmm. and then they have to like come to terms with it and by being that vulnerable they invite in evil (laughs) <laughs> and everybody hates him because he was because his father, who they assume he killed, beloved, was the beloved preacher, pastor, pastor, pastor. Yeah, pastor. What somebody. is the difference between a pastor and a preacher? I don't know. I think I some people know. just like to say pastor. Sounds you know, more like, old fashioned. Yeah, pastor. pastor. Pastor is very you know New England. Yeah, <laughs> parson. You know things like that. You know, pastor, preacher, minister. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it just kind of goes from there. But it, it has a lot going on, and, and I said the you know Sissy Spacek in it. Yeah, Spacek, great so to good watch always. She's a she's another Stephen King royalty. I mean, the, the cast in this is kind of nuts when you think about it. Oh, yeah, uh, those well, you have you know well maybe you know, <laughs> some of the characters aren't as big, but they're in genre you know circles you'd recognize a lot of these. people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you got the, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Um, what's his name, Mark? Uh, si- Silence of the Lambs. Which one? Um, the know. older, the older <laughs> sissy SpaceX. <laughs> sound so oh, 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 Scott Glenn. Yeah, yeah sure. Scott, Scott Glenn. Right. Yeah. And so it was in all kinds of good movies. Yeah. yeah. So it's it just really well mounted. It just looks one of the, it looks like a movie. It has that feel to it. And it's kind of complicated. You sort of have to stick with it. It doesn't. It, it's it's a bunch of you're it's almost like one of those shows where they throw a whole bunch of puzzle pieces on the table in front of you and you're like what and you're just looking at all these pieces and slowly the puzzle gets put together and it's kind of fun those kind of things are fun if they're done right the kind of stories that don't spell it out for you at first they're in, it's interesting because you really have to follow along and it's fun when the pieces click together and you go oh okay that's why she's been watching him that's why she spies on him from her bedroom you know that's why she does this but, but that's and what he does you know that's what he does in his books like, yeah, you know, yeah. The, you're, you're getting good with one thing and then he just he jumps drops and it like, and no. go, oh okay but then it all sort of comes together and he'll bring characters that might be very minor characters early in the book and then halfway they become major characters yeah. and they're the, the most major character by the end like that the book the outsider Yep. Had a character like that who was yeah, just, right. yeah, the the and was like a, a big deal by the end of the movie, so, right? So I think that's what Castle Rock might. There might be a minor character that ends up being a bigger deal as the yeah. show goes on. That know? was one of those like where I almost really wish he would go all in, like with The Outsider, where it felt like a very grounded book. It was a murder, you know. It was like very, and it was very like forensic. Like they were getting very detailed. It was so good, you know. 
kind of threw in a supernatural at the end where I feel like you didn't have to. Like, I wish Stephen King would just go full on. Oh, Darwin, I'm sorry. You don't like, I'm sorry. I mean, I love The Outsider. It was awesome. He's saying don't fuck with the supernatural parts with Stephen King. Yeah. (laughs) It's my favorite part. My favorite is Cujo. (laughs) He wishes, Darwin wishes he could be Cujo, I think. He's He's, he's way too sweet. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, now he's just doing something weird. Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of that, you know, the supernatural stuff, you felt that was mm-hmm. you know, unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like they could have gone, just go for a killer. Show me a new killer that we haven't really seen in books before. Like, not like the horrible killer in True Detective, which we expected to be something really cool you haven't seen before and end up oh, being yeah. something you've seen like a million fucking times. It's disappointing. Right. right. Yes, that was really bad. So, you know, I, I feel like he, he sort of falls back on it a little bit when he didn't even need to. Because I thought well, the, the you know, forensic stuff and the grounded detective fiction was awesome. Awesome. Interestingly, the outsider, the the entity, the, you know, the the antagonist in the outsider was very much like the one in it. It was. You don't agree, Darwin. We're trying to talk about movies here. Okay. Yeah. He's not agreeing at all with yeah, us. Yeah, he about it. doesn't agree, but it was. It's very similar. You know what Darwin would see if he was in it. The mailman. Yeah. Mailman is the most horrifying his, creature he's his ever deepest seen. deepest fear. <laughs> or just the neighbors across the street walking through their yard. Or that bird that yeah. was sitting on the thing there. Or that squirrel shadow. <laughs> Squirrels are every dog's worst nightmare. Uh, As you were saying. <laughs> what were we talking about anyway? We're talking about danger diabolic. That's no, right. <laughs> No, we're talking about the, the we're talking about it. It? No, no, no. We were talking <laughs> the about the shape shifting entity of of outsiders is very similar. Similar to because it. they you yeah. know they ended up basically chasing it into a sub- subterranean. <laughs> Darwin. 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 Come over here. He's getting a little, a little carried away with his role on this yeah. show. I think that's enough now. All right. All right. But, but yeah, that's true. Similar shape shifting. Yeah. Um, entity that feeds on on horrible feelings you know yes. like fear and hatred yeah. and all those kind of things and uh it was almost like a i, I kind of thought when i was reading it i thought oh is this is pennywise gonna is he gonna that manifest as pennywise you know that would have mm-hmm. been that interesting really funny actually but it would be would, would have been really cool i agree if somehow it could have been you know, it Explained. could have been in the real world. Yeah. Like something that was like real. Or maybe just something right. a little bit tweaked from little, the real world. Yeah. Right, right. It definitely you know, had a little, and here we're talking about a book instead of a movie, but it did have a very kind of West Memphis 3 vibe with, you know, the child killings and, you know, blaming someone who didn't do it. And Groups it, it of people at the courthouse throwing rocks. Yeah. Character's name is Terry. Yeah, the, that's right. The, that's uh, right. The, the kind of the innocent so, guy. Yeah, so sort of sort of creepy that way. Yeah, and just folks who know about the West Memphis Three case, um, we're we are planning on uh, doing an episode about the Paradise Lost films yes. at some point in the yeah. future, because Kathy and I have a special connection to those documentary films. <laughs> that some of you may know about. I don't know. Maybe some yeah. people know that know our connection to that. But um, and Mark, you know, Mark's been friends our friend through the whole thing too so he has plenty to talk about with it too but those are some films we're going to talk about in the future <laughs> i guess he's saying this is the end of the show right now he's had enough no. well darwin that's okay <laughs> i see now the gardener his Somebody, other worst oh, nightmare so anyway some, some harmless person out there walking around <laughs> no threat darwin <laughs> all right 
So where were we? Okay, we're still we were talking about it. <laughs> well, yeah, we we're talking about it and Stephen King and yep. how uh, and the Outsider Castle and Rock and Castle, Castle Rock. Rock, but Stephen King's sort of threads that go through his his um, his stories. You know, these ideas that he has. His premise the premise of the Outsider was so great about a guy who was convicted of a crime that there's really no way he could have committed, even though there's tons of evidence that puts him. It puts him there. There's witnesses, eyewitnesses, but then there's also eyewitnesses that put him in a different location, and that is pretty fascinating. I love that idea. Yeah, two yeah. places at the same time that can be 100, percent you know, corroborated on both sides. On both sides, and and he's saying I'm innocent. That wasn't me. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And and then when you think about the idea of Pennywise and it, and what Pennywise could do. You know, Penny, I mean, I think almost Stephen King may have thought back to it and thought, you know what? Pennywise being a shapeshifter, he really could have done a lot more damage with that. You know, what if he had instead of pretending to be a clown or looking like a clown or a or a spider (laughs) spider. (laughs) some sort of weird crab? He could have manifested as some local beloved person in town like, you know, a fluffy little bunny. Or, or, but if he had done a, you know, become a person in town yeah. and then murdered someone, or build another little kid, or one of the kids, yeah, one of the kids that maybe he killed that wasn't ma- already dead. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities yeah. if you're a shapeshifter or a skink. Yeah, I just <laughs> I had to say that word once on a podcast. <laughs> <Wearing pants>. <laughs> a moist skink, moist skink, wearing slacks. slacks. Oh, oh, we only, we talked, only we think that's funny. I don't know. Have we talked enough? Uh, well, I think, well there's, we're going to talk more about Stephen King. And there's we'll, we'll do more. some updates, maybe some weekly updates, uh, mini updates on Castle Rock. Yeah. Castle we're going to continue to watch it and see how it develops. But basically, yeah, so far it's hard to review a series that we've only seen a few episodes of. But so far, so good. Classy, we're liking it so far. Well made. And it really has a Stephen King feel to it. If you're worried, if you were thinking about watching it and you're thinking, oh, but Stephen King didn't write this. It's not based on one of his books. Give it a shot because it really seems to take place in his in his world. And yeah. the folks that produced it and the filmmakers really seem to have made an effort to to kind of identify that world and to put their characters and the types of characters and it really seems like a Stephen King and he, story. And he's digging yeah. it too based on his Twitter. Uh, oh, he is. He's good. like, That's you know, good. giving a thumbs up. So Excellent. Yeah. That's good. He says, check it out. Not, not just for the Easter eggs and all that cool fun stuff, but check it out for the story. Which there well, is. Yeah. It seems like he he's in it, you know. It seems like he's involved somehow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was very, very cool. In spit it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening. Okay, everybody. Sorry about Darwin's little. He's trying to hog things. Right yeah, he now. pegged the meters. I was looking at the the audio meters when he was. So barking. sorry if you're driving your car and almost wrecked because you hear him barking. I lost an eardrum. It's going to break <laughs> your fine. speakers. We're not we're not liable for that. Hey, though, we so. warned you in our description. There's a pit bull in this podcast, so get used to it. <laughs> High audio levels ahead. <laughs> we'll Be- put a warning on this episode. Yeah. Turn volume down. Beware. Explicit barking. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Thanks. Take care. Bye now. All right. Cinemondo signing out.